Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 174. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. The state CIO survey that Grant Thornton conducts in conjunction with NASIO every year is what we're focused on today. I can't imagine status quo is the coin of the realm here, given what everybody's been through in the last 18 months. I think it's a good place to go to learn what the laboratories of democracy have done to protect it over these last 18 months. Doug Robinson of NASIO and Graham Finley of Grant Thornton are here. Doug, welcome. Uh, thanks for coming back on the program with us. Let's get right to that idea. What's different now than a year ago and especially two years ago when you've conducted these in the past? Welcome. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to be back. Clearly, what's different is the speed uh, that we're seeing in terms of uh, adoption and also the understanding that there is probably no going back to the pre-pandemic kind of business models and modes of operation and delivery streams because we've now changed changed the game uh, and that's certainly important it's also i think the fragility of a lot of the environment in the states uh, particularly around citizen services uh, and scaling legacy systems are all exposed so we saw some of that in 2020 but uh, we put this, I should say, we put the survey in the field in a craft of the questions in May of, of 2021, put it in the field in June of 2021 with kind of, I think we were maybe a giddy with enthusiasm. We called it the, the post-pandemic survey view, right? Uh, little did we know that, uh, you know, months or two later, while, while this was in the field, things really dramatically charted to change. And so we have a kind of an interesting view here of we were thinking, you know, what's the post-pandemic view going to be? And yet they we, all of a sudden we're back in the middle of it. So I think uh, that changed some of the answers, uh, perhaps in terms of their view of uh, maybe not as optimistic about sustaining some of these things. But uh, uh, we were quite pleased, at least, at least from my standpoint, I know Graham was 49 uh, state responses on our 12th annual survey. So 49 state and territorial CIOs took the time to complete a pretty exhaustive survey on a lot of different topics. But uh, again, theme is really going to be around uh, accelerating the, you know, the kind of the digital channels, digital services, because they know that they have to move a lot faster. And in many cases, they were able to move faster during the pandemic. So the evidence is there that it can be done. What are the remaining pain points? What are the hangovers from conversion to the remote work dealing with the pandemic? Where do you think the states are still struggling to meet the demand. Graham? Well, I think there are a couple of different angles on that. One is from a, a CIO-specific perspective, the, there are a number of workforce challenges that they've been experiencing, both in terms of the migration to a fully remote workforce, and then some of them are moving into a hybrid. Some of them are choosing to actually remain fully remote. Um, there are challenges with that. And then just the um, the technology adoption. They've, I think one thing that's I found very interesting over the last year or so is a, I think we've come to realize and everybody's come to realize just how critical IT is to the general functioning of society. You know, and in many ways, networks have become the equivalent of roads, you know, and people have been relying on them for transport to work and access to goods and services you know, as much as they ever did with a physical road system. 
and, and I think people have realized the importance of that and just it's, it's created maybe not a change in the role of the CAO, but a change in the understanding of how critical it is to everyday business. And I don't think that's going away. You know, we're realizing that that sort of real infrastructure provider and utility function is there, plus also the seat of the table around strategic um, roles at the state level because it's become clear to everybody how critical that role is. Graham, if networks are the roads of the 21st century, what does that mean for how state CIOs are thinking about the way they provide services both internally to the people that work for those state governments, but also to the way that they need to be prepared to provide services to the citizens? Well, I think you've seen it in terms of, uh, um, you know, broadband is one area that's been a, you know, it's not, it's something we've talked about for years, but it's never been a major focus until this last year or two. And now all of a sudden broadband is a really significant issue because it is that, you know, it's, it's the ability for so many citizens to be able to access that infrastructure, and it's very, very spotty, and you know, there's a significant equity issue around it. And CIOs, even though they may not have a direct responsibility, are getting very involved in that challenge, and it's a major focus going forward in terms of how to you know, drive more, you know, close the digital divide. One of the consequences we feared from the pandemic was that state and local budgets wouldn't be able to meet the needs of their citizenry. The federal government has certainly stepped in to pump enormous amounts of money in the area of broadband, but across the board, really. Is that meeting the demand? How has the federal-state compact evolved as a result of the pandemic? I would say it's, it's, certainly, it's certainly met the demand and, in fact, may have, quite frankly, exceeded it, given what we've seen, because in addition to uh, the largesse of things like the, the you know the, the CARES Act, the Rescue Plan, particularly because a lot of uh, dollars could be spent on infrastructure and broadband. Uh, but you also have to look at in in most cases across the states, all of the states were were bringing in record revenues and surpluses. So we had states that had very significant surpluses at the end of the fiscal year, and on top of that, they're getting several hundred million dollars um, from the federal government. Uh, for pandemic relief. I think the challenge for some states was actually being able to, you know, through the process, uh, accommodate and spend those dollars. Now they've got a little bit of longer runway with the Rescue Act, and there's a lot of discussion about that. So uh, we're not hearing that. That's certainly a year and a half ago. The top, you know, bullet point was all about fiscal stress and the states, and we're certainly not, not hearing that. Now it's uh, the debate on how you divide the pie. Uh, you know, what's going to be what are going to be a high priority, as Graham said, broadband. And we're going to see in the infrastructure bill, there's an additional $65 billion in broadband um, in, in the upcoming infrastructure bill with, that the Senate is, is debating now. Uh, and so there's even more dollars coming down. And the FCC has additional funding. So I don't think that's going to be the issue. The issue is going to be effective governance and, you know, and decisions around where that's spent dealing with the variety of, you know, technology options that they have on the table. And uh, the states are making some, you know, taking some really serious plans right now on their strategic initiatives around, uh, around broadband. A part of that has got to be to kind of close that homework gap that we saw, you know, and remote work gap for, for a lot of states. Graham, when you looked at the results of this survey, what struck you as 
not a surprise and what struck you potentially as a big surprise some result you didn't expect mm, I, a couple of things that um that, that just come to mind one that i don't think was a surprise but it was also quite stock in terms of the just the, the level of the data we were asking cios about the the tools and emerging technologies that they found most critical or they see being most critical in the near future and low code no code technologies really jumped to the top and it's been on the agenda for a while but it was just you know well in front of everything else and i think it's another aspect of you know speed to market you know and that we think about sort of speed to market accelerated deployment is something that you think about from, you know silicon valley companies and so on it's not always a t- you know applied to government but that's what we saw over the last you know last year or so and i mean there's one of the cios in particular i think they, they made a point that they made about 10 years worth of deployments in eight months hmm. you know because of the, the need of the moment right mm-hmm. and those kind of technologies have really assisted that and i think that's again that's, that's a theme i think that's going to continue so that's something that wasn't a surprise but it was also really interesting just to see um the, the one that i think maybe was a little bit of a surprise and perhaps it's an artifact of the way we answer asked the question but in the um, the cyber area, we were asking about you know what what focus areas and what technologies and investments uh, CIOs most uh, concerned about, and ransomware was the number one. And it's not that states particularly have been victims of ransomware attacks themselves, but they've been so much in the news. You know, I think people are feeling the threat around that, and so that's a, that's a very big focus area for CIOs. We're we're starting to run out of time, but I want to get your input, both of your input on this question to wrap up. The speed to market that you both have referenced in the course of this conversation, is that an anomaly that you uh, that, that CIOs believe has been driven by the pandemic and at some point in time they'll go back to the cadence that they were on before the pandemic happened? Or is this their new normal and this speed to market is going to be what they expect or what they think is expected of them for the foreseeable future? Doug, you want to go first on that one, please? I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but given some of our other data, uh, particularly around budget and procurement oversight and the changes uh, that allowed that speed to market had to do with, uh, again, budget opportunities, uh, crisis, and also the temporary relief of uh, procurement restrictions and solicitations. And so state CIOs were able to deploy in a week, what would have taken months because they didn't have to jump through all those hoops. So given that, given the the, the question that we asked about, uh, about changes, almost no CIOs reported any permanent changes in the procurement authority. Very few of them, we had very little uptick on, are you going to have more oversight over enterprise spend? And so I think that's kind of the long-term perspective is that I think the things are going to settle back down to steady state you know, kind of slow go. And I, I, I don't like to see that, but uh, uh, I think that's, that's, that's important. You know, I'd like to see more CIO influence on the uh, technology and implementation spending of agencies, but that didn't appear in our, uh, in, in our, in our data. And what's surprisingly with all of the things that the state CIOs did in terms of uh, supporting uh, increase in remote work and so and supporting the technology as well as the services uh i think it was 82 percent uh said that uh that they're not going to receive any permanent expansion of funding so most said most said no that they're, they're not going to get any additional dollars for all the work that they did during the 
the uh, during the pandemic. So that's that's kind of disappointing. I would say procurement form is second only to take out cocktails or things that we ought to keep after the pandemic <laughs> ends. I'm, I'm with you, Robert. I'm with you on that. So I would, um, I guess I close with maybe more of a glass half full um, perspective. You know, I think the jury's out on exactly what's going to happen next, but not, not all of the innovation and acceleration that was, you know, we've seen over the last year and a half relied on procurement reform or, you know, accelerated or emergency procurements. And I think, or even, you know, changes in governance processes. I think people have realized that they can do it. You know, and sometimes it's almost more of a mindset shift. You suddenly realize, well, this really is possible. And it's the people are the same and the tools are the same and the collaboration between the public and private sector that we've seen over the last year. There's nothing to stop that continuing. So I think it absolutely is possible if people want to do it. It just might be a little bit more challenging once, you know, some of the normal price processes go back into place. But I can certainly see the opportunity for this kind of accelerated deployment to continue. Graham Finley of Grant Thornton, Doug Robinson of NACIO, congratulations on the 12th annual State CIO Survey. Thanks very much for coming on to talk about it, guys. Good to talk with you guys. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.